On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Alabama beat the number one team in the country again. Tate. Again. Two number one wins. Yes. For the Crimson Tide. Mm. Uh, we are going to talk about that. But you, have they beat the best team in the country? <laughs> Another great question. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, you, you're very high on this Alabama team. I mm-hmm. said not so fast. I, I, I unfortunately watched the North Carolina game, uh, the end of the North Carolina game, and I was like, yes, they did. won. But at the same time, I would not classify that did as great basketball. Yeah, did yeah. anybody actually win? Uh, but Alabama, uh, big time statement. Dare I say a program win for the uh, the mm. Crimson Tide? Now ranked fourth, I believe, in the, yeah. the new AP poll above uh, Houston. That's right. Speaking of the new AP poll, and uh, speaking of Houston and going to the moon and uh, Houston, <laughs> I don't know. Terrible segue. The new number one in your AP poll <laughs> is once again the Purdue Boilermakers. Oh my goodness! It happened. Uh, we Coach reached, Titus, where are you? We reached out to Coach Titus for comment. Uh, his direct response was, "Can't make it today." I'm not kidding. That's what he said. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did actually say that he can't. I he he has a dentist. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll about, talk it. about okay. it. But unfortunately, my father is not on the show today. Because, I wish. Uh, as as most friends of the program, um, uh, uh, most of the friends of the program, the moment they see that Purdue is ranked number one, they think of one man. It is my father, and they yeah. say, "We got to hear what Coach Tyson How is he dealing with this? this?" I have an official statement. He sent okay. me his official statement, so I will I will read uh, his thoughts to everybody about that. Uh, Arizona beat Indiana. Um, and mm. Arizona, dare I say it, Tate, is starting to look like the best team in the country again. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. They do have the best front court in the country because there was a lot of, I said in Maui, they had the best front court. The Indiana fans came at my neck. They said, hey, have you ever Not heard so of fast. Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson? We learned on Saturday yep. there's a better front court in Arizona. They said Indiana would like a word. We saw what that word was, mm-hmm. and it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> The word was bad. Uh, but Arizona. no hood Shafino, so does it really count? That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Ohio State beat Rutgers since we last did a show, and the haters are absolutely sick of it. Wow. They, they are sick. I will see. I, I didn't know this many people knew the rules of it, yeah. going out of bounds and going in bounds, but, uh, you know, for, That's what happens. for when, people that didn't even know the backcourt rules, they all of a sudden knew all the rules. When Ohio this. State stacks up W's, mm-hmm. the, uh, the haters the, are sick. The rule book readers come out in full force state, mm-hmm. and they're ready. The, the screenshotters. Are, 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 they were everywhere. everywhere. I couldn't believe it. I was celebrating the win. I, did, I had I had about. Two are we sure he was even out of bounds? Is what I want right. to know. Because right. some of the angles I saw could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. I don't it, was know. Bl- it was blurry. Oh, we, we might talk about that. We'll see. Uh, Texas is definitely not back. Uh, I don't know how much we'll spend on that wow. one. But the uh, the Longhorns, um, as I saw someone say, Bookham Horns uh, is the the new motto mm. down there in Austin. Mm. Uh, I went to Berkeley, by the way, and I have some thoughts. So <laughs> I don't I don't know if we do this at the end of the show, in the middle of the show. I don't know what happens, but uh, I I am one of the few people on this planet who have now seen Louisville play in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I saw them in the Maui Invitational. I have now seen the Cal Golden Bears play in person. Yeah, I have thoughts on what would be the worst Power Five matchup of all time. Unfortunately, we're not going to see it this year, but uh, I I can. I, I'm willing to do that for our listeners. I'm yeah. willing to flesh out what I think might happen in that well, game. Well, the good news for you is we have good guy and we have bad guy. We have Cal's guy. We, do? we have Kyle guy. Yeah, we have a lot of things oh, to talk dude, about. This is so. a loaded show. All yeah. right, well, let's stop talking and uh, let's get into it. But first, Woody Durham. All right, we will get to uh, good guy, bad guy. I'll let uh, Tate uh, do his thing over there because I'm I'm excited to hear what you uh, what you have prepared for all of us. But uh, first, Purdue is your new number one, Tate. Uh, it is <laughs> it is official. The Purdue Boilermakers are once again number one. Uh, those of you who remember last season in college basketball, uh, you might remember that Purdue for the first time in the history of their program, their storied program, going back to the days of John Wooden, 
uh, going back to the days of the, what is it, 1932? Is that the national championship banner they have hanging? I think it's 32. Because 29 is Butler in in Carolina. Mm -hmm. Is that right? No, 24. 24. 24. (laughs) What's the the oldest championship banner hanging in an arena somewhere? There's got to be a 1901 banner somewhere. (laughs) It'd be great if there's a banner before basketball. Someone just worked back. They're like, we were playing this uh, game. Some Canadian school. What's the school? That was in Massachusetts that that Naismith invented the game. Uh, Springfield. Yeah, the Springfield Community College. They yeah. put up the, the y- it was a YMCA. Imagine the, that YMCA has one banner. <laughs> this is 1891 National Championship. <laughs> yeah, coached by Dr. Naismith. Uh Purdue was ranked number one last year. Uh first time in program history. It was a huge moment for the program. Right. Uh it is it, Purdue is is um for all the jokes that that uh I and my father and everyone else have made about Purdue basketball through the years and um some of the uh the hiccups they've had in NCAA tournaments, Tate. Uh, you cannot deny that Purdue is one of the great college basketball programs that we have. And for them to finally be number one was an awesome moment for the program. The fans were going crazy. Everybody loved it. Ron Harper said, suck on this and hit a half-court shot. <laughs> yes. and, and it was gone. Uh-huh. And it was immediately gone. And yes. Just like that. Uh, fast forward to this year, Purdue is once again number one. I think their fans uh, are a little more timid about it. They don't want it. They don't want it. They're reaching out. They're it like, is... please, AP voters, hear us out. We do not want the smoke. We do not want to yep. be number one because they weren't even number one yet and they played Nebraska this weekend and it looked like it's... they were already playing a little bit tighter. We said on the last show, uh, the number one ranking is the hot potato and UConn is is clamoring for it. Yes. They're saying, give they, me that they potato. They literally keep clapping their hands yes. and putting their hands up. They are yeah, Dion Waiters. It. Swing it. <laughs> yeah, please. Swing it to the shooter. We want the potato. <laughs> And uh, Purdue is just aimlessly dribbling around, like yeah. looking up at the shot clock, saying, "Like, please, please." Jaden Ivy yeah. last year, please yes. let me get to the NBA. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, this is the, this is the, this is the debate, I guess, in college basketball right now is Purdue, Virginia, uh, Houston. Obviously, lost Alabama. We're going to talk about that at some point. Um, uh, Texas lost uh, uh, to Illinois at Madison Square Garden. So uh, the, there, there are three teams that I think have a legitimate case. It's Purdue, it's Virginia, it's UConn, um, and. What's funny, Tate, is is maybe you saw something different, but I saw uh, a lot of the voters, a lot of the AP voters that are that are willingly putting their neck out and saying, "Here's here's my," and I don't even know if I don't even know if it's all AP voters because I saw Andy Katz puts out his Power Thirty Six. Right. I, don't, I don't even know if that's right. his AP vote or if that's like. Well, you have to remember, like you have to be a, an AP writer, right, to have this AP vote. Is that how this works? I have no idea, actually. But, but then I, I actually, actually no saw idea. that there were people that aren't AP writers that had a vote. Barstool so. has like three guys that are voting. On it. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> you got Big Ev, and he's like yeah. my AP. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like, wait, what? I'm like, congratulations, but how? <laughs> um. No, uh, uh, but I saw, yeah, 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 like Andy Katz puts out his power 36. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is this, Andy, is this your AP vote or is this your power 36? And Andy, very smart guy, might be what we should maybe have him on the show and ask him, but he feels like yeah. Andy would step in and be like, no, 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 no. Now I have my bracketology. <laughs> I have my power 36. These are all separate. And I have my AP vote. Yeah. These are three different things. Um, but I saw a lot of, of here's how I voted. With that being said, I think UConn's the best. Right. Like that sort of messaging where it's yes. like, I have Purdue at number one because Purdue has more quad one wins. Mm-hmm. But if if we're being honest with ourselves, I think UConn's the best team in the country. And to all you, all those people that have said that, you're cowards. You're, right. you're, you're on fraud vote. watch. Make the vote. You are 100% on fraud watch. Absolutely. I yeah. agree with that. And, you know, I think it's they're trying to save face because last week's poll, Purdue got eight first place votes. Virginia got three first place votes. UConn had zero first place votes. Mm-hmm. So in their minds, based on their own votes that they had the week before, they're like, I cannot jump this team over these two teams that already got first place votes. And did not lose. lose. Yeah. Yes, because that would be wrong. But 
It wouldn't be. It would it actually would, be, would be wrong. It would actually be as courageous. Out, as it turns out, the poll <laughs> is supposed to be who do you think the best team right. is? Right. <laughs> it's like we're all playing this game that's made up and like you can actually break the rules and these are unwritten rules. And yet it's very baseball, you know? It's like yes. you're not supposed to do that, but you're like but can but I? Can, yeah, you, but you can't. Like <laughs> I don't understand right? why you can't just <laughs> can't yeah. you do that. So I think you're right. I think the, the courage that it took to put UConn number one, it would mean that you're saying throw out the quads, throw out Kim Pom, throw out all. The, even though Kim Pom, Kim Pom has UConn number one now, so actually bring in Kim Pom. You bring Kim Pom back in. Yeah, bring Kim throw Pom out. Back. <laughs> throw out all of. And, and the thing about it was, you know, Virginia fans, they're not clamoring to be no, number one. No, no, no. Purdue fans, we just said it. They're timid. They don't want to be number one. UConn fans wanted it. Well, and why that's not why give I think, it to them? That's why I think. Uh, Kind of what I was talking about at the start of the season, the preseason, because I, I, I'm a hypocrite. You know this. I'm not afraid to, to acknowledge. Aren't we uh, all? Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll rip on all these people that are talking on both sides of their mouth. But then I was doing that in the preseason, and I said, Houston deserves the number one ranking. If, if you ask me to vote on it, I would say Houston 100%. But at the same time, uh, I want North Carolina to be number one because I think it's best for the sport. Yeah. I think, I think we need some common sense to step in and say this is what's best for the sport. And what's best for the sport right now is UConn being number one, you know? And I think, like, I, I'm going to propose that every Sunday night we do a Zoom meeting with all the AP voters, and I explain to them. Like, I, I just kind of <laughs> state my case. It's like, vote who you want to vote for. Let's, ta let's tabulate the vote. Let's see where it stands. And then let's actually talk this through and say, is this best for the sport? Because as you said, Purdue fans don't even want this. Yeah. Uh, Virginia fans don't want this. Virginia fans wanted it after they beat Houston at home. Like, that was what they they, they played Houston Saturday. Um, their hope was Houston comes in on Saturday. You beat Houston by like 12. It's an emphatic win against what was the number one team coming in. You know, like they, in their mind, they thought Houston was going to be number one. They beat the hell out of them. Uh, and then now they're like, okay, now we'll take your number one. But as it stands right now, Houston, uh, Virginia <clears throat> fans don't want it. Give it to UConn. It's best for the game. You know, It's best for the game. Anyway. And also, Purdue only got 27 first place votes. Virginia got 19. UConn got 15. And Tennessee got one yeah tennessee's an so tennessee team, is another way. team obviously they've lost the game but they're another team that we talked about at the start of the year very good team yep impressed in the exhibitions impressed in the secret scrimmages did not impress in the first lost look. to colorado but uh plavik how do you say his name plav plavchik plav sure. uh, yeah the, the big guy the, Sir, <laughs> the big serb the big serb <laughs> big serb was uh well, he played three minutes, I think, and was out for the. He, he's an interesting dude because we'll talk about Tennessee in a second. But I was just gonna say he like he's a he's an interesting dude because he doesn't like play that much for them. Doesn't do <laughs> he does he, he he like doesn't put up monster numbers. But at the same time, there's a reason he starts, and there's a reason mm -hmm. like Rick Barnes trusts him. And the fact that he got hurt against Colorado kind of, I think it matters. I think it matters. I think it matters ultimately because we'll like, the they're a completely the different team. Not Lately. that you take it away, but I mean Tennessee in general is in that conversation of could they end well, up being a number one team? I don't want to. I don't want to step on what might be your good guy, bad guy, all that pick. So I don't want to like dive too much into some of these games that already happened. But uh, just talking about the number one, I'll say this: uh, we we I did reach out to my dad, um, who, who he, he, he I texted him. I was like, Dad, the the, the people want you on the show. They mm -hmm. they want to hear what you have to say. Last coming time, off an Arizona loss for the Hoosiers, right? right. You know, and yeah. you know, Purdue safe space. Yeah, what's yeah. going on? Um, he said, he texted me back, can't make it today. And I, I double tapped and put ha ha. Cause I thought he was doing a bit. I thought mm -hmm. he was like joking around as it turns out, he had a dentist appointment. Um, and I, I fact checked this. He had a dentist appointment. He goes into his dentist appointment. I think it was supposed to be like a routine deal. Um, they found like an infection in his gums or something that he had to have. Like, it wasn't like an emer emergency surgery is like way too serious of a situation, yeah, yeah. but it was like, 
we should probably knock this out while you're here. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they numbed half of his face. Um, and he, he got like the procedure done. He's fine. Everything's fine. He's going back home. I called him on the way in to make sure he's okay. Cause he goes, can't do today. Have to go to the dentist. And that was all he told me. So I, I called my mom and I was like, is dad okay? And she's like, he's fine. You want to talk to him? And I, he picks up the phone and he did have slurred speech. So I, I, either my father, <laughs> listen, I'm I, already so shocked that Purdue's back at number one, right? That, he's, that, that he, he, he's can't, a stroke. <laughs> he can't handle it. His he, body's uh, shutting down. Either he's a great actor, which he might be. I don't know. <laughs> like his son did get a call back for Kurt Reynolds. Right, right. So like it's it runs in the, in the family. Yeah. Uh, or he actually did have a procedure. He said, but he was on the phone, like trying to yell at me. Cause he's like, mm. I want to come on the show. Make sure they know I want to come on the show. I'm <laughs> not ducking you. <laughs> Let them know. He's like, I can't talk though. I can't talk. He's so like, said, prime. He's like, tell yes, him I'm yes, coming. Yes. I'm coming. And he said, uh, <laughs> some of the stuff I tried to write down some of his, uh, his thoughts as he was, right. uh, I, I was driving. So I, I wasn't trying to write that, but I was like, keeping a mental note. Then I get to a stop sign and I would, I'd, I'd pull over and like start typing some, some of the things he was saying. Uh, so first of all, he, he says, Zach Eady is not that good. Zach right. Eady is seven foot four and just all of all of his. He should have twenty rebounds yes, a game. Not yeah. impressed. Is, yeah, is my dad's official yeah. stance on Zach mm -hmm. Eady. He's like, I guess give him national player of the year if you want. As for me, not mm -hmm. impressed. <laughs> right. So that's that's his take on Zach Eady. He says they are quote very beatable. Right. Okay. Um, he says. If, if Nebraska could have made one <laughs> shot at the end of regulation, Purdue loses. Uh -huh. So he's like, this is more a Nebraska problem. Like, it, like the, the the talk coming out of that game is Nebraska. It's not Purdue. It's like Nebraska. Let, let one get away. Yeah. yeah. Let one get away. Uh, he said, speaking of which, um, <laughs> if you think about it, Purdue technically tied. They didn't beat Nebraska. They tied with Nebraska. I think my dad's got some World Cup fever going on where mm -hmm. he was trying to present this as though uh, this is a draw. It was a draw. And then mm -hmm. we do the PKs just to decide who advances. But technically, you know, like Brazil did not lose. Mm -hmm. They drew. And unfortunately, we have to figure out who advances. And you lost the penalty kick. But that doesn't mean you lost the match. You actually tied the yeah. match. And you played better. And you played match. better. So my dad said, <laughs> technically, if you break it down, Nebraska and Purdue tied because the mm -hmm. game went to overtime. <laughs> and Purdue simply won the... The, the, the PKs. The, the PKs. Yeah. yeah, Purdue won the PKs, which is not... And he's not wrong. <laughs> and he's not wrong. I, I see where he's coming from. And then, and then his final his final bow tie was just uh, UConn is every... He goes, none of this matters because UConn is number one and everyone knows that they are by far the best team in the country. So he's like, I'm not... I'm actually not shook. He said I was more shook last year because like Purdue actually looked like the best team in the he country. He thought they were number one. And he's like, this year, everyone knows they're not number one. Even so Purdue fans. I don't, yeah. So he's like, I don't really care. Right. That was his statement. Okay. And he's like, make sure everyone knows I'm not ducking the show. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I think he That's likes Fletcher is. Lawyer, though. How could he not? I, think I, he does. I like Fletcher I think Lawyer he does. a little bit. And also, just for Purdue fans, we have to point out the next game. Foster's coming home. That's right. Yeah, Foster they're playing in is Indy, going right? to play Fletcher, and uh, it is going to be a Boy showdown. Yeah, this is going to be great. So I'm going to circle that game as a Davidson potential upset because Sam Meninga. That's right. That's right. I mean, come on. We need to uh, we need to get Jay Billis on the call for that one. It's lawyer versus lawyer, right? With the lawyer with on the, the lawyer call. on the call. There you yeah. go. <laughs> lawyer, lawyer, um, and Billis. Uh, you know who Purdue's next road game is? Because my dad was big on that last year when he came on the show. He's like, mm. let's keep an eye on that next road game. And then they lost to Rutgers immediately. You know, Purdue has uh, on the road next January fifth, Columbus, Ohio. Team. Whoa, Buckeyes. ranked Buckeyes, the ranked Buckeyes, number one Purdue coming Good to draw. Town. Yeah, 
So we'll keep an eye on that. Mm. A, that's a situation we will be monitoring in yeah. the program. I think uh, Coach Titus is going to be available that day. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't, I don't think he's going to have a dentist appointment. <laughs> I think so. My dad comes on the screen and he's like, should be having an emergency procedure. Yeah. Like his tooth's like falling out. He's like, I canceled all hey, my plans. Hey, fellas. <laughs> Tell him I wasn't ducking. I'm here. The dentist said I need to come in right now to get this taken <laughs> care of. I said it can wait. Today's uh, the day. All right. The floor is yours. Let's do a good guy, bad guy. Kyle guy, maybe? Yeah. Cal's guy? Cal's I don't guy. Know. I'll see where I, you take it. Yeah, I have it all. I have it all today. We're going to do the full rundown, but let's start with good guy um, because there's really two guys that are battling for the good guy of all, goodest guy of all time. I mean, they are going for the goat status of good guys. And of course, we have in one corner Kenny Payne. And uh, Kenny Payne has created nothing but pain for all Louisville basketball fans, all fans of the sport in general. If you've watched Louisville play, and if you watched them play against Florida State, there was some some uh, some sideline videos that were coming out of Kenny Payne on the bench laughing. Didn't Kenny Payne say? Did I get this right? I think in his post, he has not hit rock bottom. He has not hit rock bottom yes, yet. Yes, he, he With said Florida A and M coming up on Saturday. We have not hit rock yes. bottom yet. AKA, get ready for that one, boys and girls, because it might not be our first win, as Mike Rutherford said it would. All be. eyes on December seventh. All eyes are there. So, like you know, Kenny Payne's always going to be in the good guy conversation this year because we've never seen anything like it. Unprecedented at a power five level but in the other corner is our guy california coach mark fox mm, mm -hmm. and uh you mentioned at the top of the show you're the only man in show business <laughs> in college basketball that has seen both good guys in person I have. boots on the ground we saw good guy kenny payne in maui which you would think good vibes somehow seemingly was not good vibes mm -hmm. even though we're in maui you were at a Berkeley game. I was. Um, and I, not, many, was I not many I people know. can say that. Not many <laughs> people can say that. Mark Fox uh, is the head coach. I Googled today, good guy Mark Fox. 200 tweets over the really? years. A lot of people think he's a good guy. So wow. we're talking about the goats of good guys. Uh, Tim Miles, I apologize, but I don't think he's on this level. Tim Miles, is he's doing all right. He was in some of the the shots today with Chris Beard when they were like showing him like in his professional setting, you know. I was like, "There's Tim Miles, good guy." But these two guys, Mark Fox, Kenny Payne, you saw Mark it's, Fox. What did you see, Mark Titus? Okay, so Tim Miles is still the gold standard of good guy because it's it, he never sunk the Nebraska programs to the depths that mm -hmm. that uh, Cal and Louisville are at. What made him so special as a good guy was that when he was fired, he was almost like, like I wouldn't say happy about it, but he's almost like. That's cool, man. Thank yeah. you for the opportunity. He's like, I'm so I had blessed. a great time. Yeah. I can't believe we had what a, ride. what a ride. Yeah. It was a what a ride. What a ride. And it was literally him in his car waving to the media <laughs> yeah. as he left his office. He's like getting his stuff out yes. of his office. And he's like, thank you guys so much. It was much. funny to him almost. Yes. Yeah. And he like turned it into content. He came on the show to accept mm -hmm. the award. Uh, that <laughs> what, a, what a time. <laughs> for that reason, like he set the he's bar still so goat high. Status. So right. I guess like the way Kenny Payne or Mark Fox uh, they don't have to be as as uh, chummy as Tim Miles was when he was fired, but I'm I'm curious to see what happens when these two men are let go uh, from their current positions, how they handle it, because uh, if if they're even like half as happy or, or or you know affable, I guess would be the word as as Tim Miles was when he got fired, then they are the new standard of good guy. Yeah, I think. Uh, Mark Fox could be that guy. I don't see Kenny Payne being that. I don't. Guy. I don't think so either. I think Kenny Payne was like, I wasn't given enough time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you gave me more time. I, I simply did not have enough time. I really think in year two, we were going to turn a quarter. Year two is year one for my me. My plan was, remember how I said we hadn't hit rock yeah. bottom? My plan was, if you hit rock bottom at a fast enough speed, yes. you'll actually like bounce back. Like a phoenix. Yeah, like if you if you hit it, if you're going slow into the rock, 
you're not going to bounce as high back. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to hit rock bottom. It's you called ricochet. It. Yeah. That's what he's going for. Uh, but your question, who was worse? Um, I was thinking about it all game. So, uh, so how many people were at the game? Can I start there? That's my first question. So you're in the building. Butler is coming into town to play Cal. Cal is 0-9 at this point. Going yeah, into this Haas Pavilion, I will say this, is very, very underrated. Okay. An incredible college basketball venue. It's the kind of place you walk into and you say, you have to walk into the actual gym part because the concourses, it is not Mackey Arena. It, you would not mm -hmm. confuse this for Mackey Arena. The concourses are tight, Tate. Uh, the bathroom's not much to speak of. Um, the the concession stand, I found one concession stand that was open in the entire arena. Um, there, the, <laughs> the hallways were carpeted. As I was trying to Ooh. find my way to my seat, and then again, when I was trying to find my way to the restroom after like the first time out when mm -hmm. that I needed to go pee, um, I kept feeling like I was going to walk into a class, like an active classroom where a class was in session. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the kind of vibe as you're walking through the hallways of this place. You're like, is it's like there? a school building. Yeah, it's a school building. Um, but then when you step in and like you get into your seat, it's it's very steep. Uh, it feels very old. It feels like in 1967, this place was packed and it was rowdy and you know all the the berkeley people were losing their minds um so i i do have a respect for that like we on this day i did not see it packed it was mm -hmm. the opposite of packed there mm -hmm. were maybe two thousand people there it was very very barren the uh they had t-shirts laid out for all of the student section um that marked the student section so there was a t-shirt on every seat in the student section so the students could have a free t-shirt when you got there mm -hmm. the only people in the student section were the band it was all empty so at halftime, all the uh, the fans that were there, I shit you not at halftime, they walk over to the student section and, and stole start the shirts. scooping up all the shirts. Like people were taking like 12 shirts at a time, throwing them over their shoulder and walking away. <laughs> um, it's Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, the That's how I would describe Haas Pavilion is it feels like it's stuck in 1967 for better or worse. It makes it very cool, very historic, um, but also like... The mascot is one of the most horrific looking mascots I've ever seen. Like it, the bear itself looked like a paper mache bear that like some, it looked like one of the students did a bunch of mushrooms the night before the game and like was in their dorm, like putting together this head yeah. and then they threw it on and sat in the student section. Very, very creepy mascot. Uh, the band was like the biggest dweebs I've ever seen in my life, but they were having a good time. They were like, they were, that's they, cool. Yeah. They were, they were cool, like having a good time, but they were also having a band at I wanted a to, game makes it feel like a college yeah. game immediately. But it was also like the guy, the band instructor, as the game is going on, the band instructor's calling out the next song they'll play at the next time out. And I am sitting across the arena and, and you I can, can hear, hear what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the, the atmosphere is sad and I would describe it as this, the, the Cal people, the administration, there are fans that care, I imagine. I, so I apologize <laughs> to these fans that I'm lumping you in with the rest. But as a fan base as a whole, does not care. Um, it is just a very apathetic place that like the biggest ovation of the day came when they introduced the water polo team that just won the national championship. They come out with their trophy and they're holding it above their head and the place like gives them a standing ovation. And then that was it. And that was that was as close as we got to like a, a rock. A crowd, yeah, crowd reaction. Um, the Cal fans aren't don't care as much as the Louisville fans, which is why I imagine uh, on top of a lot of other things, but that's why we're hearing more about Louisville's demise, you know, because I think the Cal people are like, whatever, you know, like whatever. This yeah. is a, like Louisville. This is like an actual problem. It's a this crisis. Is, this is a crisis. Uh -huh. Cal's like, I whatever. hate sports. Yeah, sports yeah. are stupid anyway. Are, do we need sports yeah. anyway? Are like, we sure? This, yeah, we're sure this is good. Sports. Yeah. But what was interesting to me is I felt like the Cal players care more than the Louisville players. The Cal player, like Devin Askew is still 
Now, it, it might have been selfishly motivated. Like, I think he might be trying to, like, average 20 a game so he can point to NBA scouts and be like, I, I average 20. I average 20 at a power at a five conference. School. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look up anything else. <laughs> yeah, stop. <laughs> stop right there. Um, so I ultimately landed on this. I think if Louisville was to play Cal, my read on it is Louisville has better players in the sense of, like, they, they, they pass the airport test better. They have more athleticism. They, they, uh, should be a better basketball team. They, they right. should be better. Right. Uh, Cal's, Cal is bad. Cal is very bad. Uh, so I think Louisville, I think Vegas would set the line like Louisville minus three and a half. Uh, this is a neutral court, by the way. Um, I think Louisville would be favored, but I actually think the Cal players would, would care as the game wore on and, and they're playing in front of like 78 people. I think the Cal players would Two continue of them to being fight. Us. Yeah. I would be there. <laughs> yeah. I think the Cal players would continue to fight. I think the Louisville players would give up with like eight minutes left in the first half. They would I give think Cal up wins. at the under 16 timeout in the first yeah. half. I mean, we've seen that happen. I also think Mark Fox is a better coach than Kenny Payne. I think you're right about and, that. And too. when you say that, it's shocking yeah, to say out loud, but I, like that's where we've arrived. And I started doing some research because, you know, Mark Fox, like I said, a lot of people think he's a good guy. All the Georgia fans, when he got fired, they were like, God, such a good guy. Nine years with this man. I, I hate to see him go. Let's bring in Tom Crean. And they were like, where's our good guy? <laughs> bring, bring back Mark. Um, and I looked up the, the, the win percentage, win loss percentage for Mark Fox. And you would think, you know, 373, right? That's ooh, not good. 22 and 37 uh, is his record so far. At Cal? At Cal. Okay. Since 2019. So he has a better win percentage than, than the guy before him, Joaquin Jones. Who was sixteen and forty-seven? Oh, so he's improved. So he's, he's actually, actually so as much as he is a good guy of the century, going on goat status, he's actually turning the program around. Well, he's, now actually, that, now he's actually trending up. I'm worried that when he gets fired, that's going to be his messaging. Instead of being like, "Thanks yeah. for the chance," or "Thanks for the opportunity," I had a great time. Great to meet all of you people. He's going to be like, "Why would you fire me? I was better than the last guy." Right. I had this program on the right direction. Yeah, I was trending up. Yeah, we were, we were trending. I was up. classically trending up. Look at look at the, look at all the metrics. <laughs> Um, and, and he's also not the worst coach in Cal history based on win percentage because Todd Bozeman, uh, 35 and 63. Um, so he's worse. Uh, like I said, Wyking Jones is up there as worse with win percentage. So he has some people to point to and say it has been worse. But if you're a Nibs Price guy and you watch 30 years of good Cal basketball back in the 30s through the 60s, yeah, you're, you're losing your mind right now because you're like, what happened to my team? What happened to my school? What happened to us? What happened to what happened to, to the good guys? Pete Newell, dude, who uh, I Pete believe Newell was nineteen sixty. They they was that the, I think they lost the title game to Ohio State in one nineteen and forty four for Pete Newell. So wow. I mean, this guy, this was a bad guy that came here. There's potential, and we talk about sleeping giants on the show. We always try to pinpoint, you know, universities that that could actually get it back, find that juice again. It feels like in ten years we're going to be talking about Louisville. Unfortunately, if it keeps trending like this. Yeah. Cal is one of those teams too. I, I asked around what, what's wrong with Cal. Like, how are you this bad? Why are you this bad? Uh, a lot of uh, we simply do not care from the the administration simply does not care. There's there's no resources being pumped into it. Uh, the Pac-12 situation was not helpful either. That it, 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 it goes all the way to the top is what I was told. Right. That like Larry Scott's in the driver's seat. Uh, he takes over at the Pac-12 and he's like, we're, we're going to dominate all the sports that nobody cares about. Which is why Cal water polo team won the national championship right. I think. um but the sports that people care about we do, we're not going to care about mm -hmm. um and then that trickled down to the they went with the money ball approach yes. they were like yeah. let's flood the market 
Uh, and then that trickled down to the Cal administration where they were like, we, we are the best in their minds. I don't know if they still are. I, I haven't looked up the rankings. I don't know what the new AP poll says, but uh, the best public school in the country. Um, mm -hmm. We are going to dump all of our resources into making sure we keep that status. Right. We do not care about basketball. We do not care about football. We are not going to lower our standards to let people in. But at the same time, Jalen Brown and Aaron Rodgers, sure, you can come on in. <laughs> <laughs> but also, we're going to tell we everybody not, we that we will not lower our standards. <laughs> that was Conzo. Um, Shout out to Conzo. And they had a bad guy back then. You yeah, know, yeah. So, and then, and then someone mentioned something about the football program. And this is when I was starting to get into like tinfoil theory. But also, I was like, this is super interesting. I got to look this up in my own time. That they're, they built the football stadium on a fault line. And they had to go back and redo a lot of the football stadium. And they pumped a ton of money into fixing the football stadium because if an earthquake hits, like it'll be like, uh, what was the movie with the, the, the Dark Knight? Yeah, yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Where Heinz Ward outran yeah. a bomb. Dark Knight Rises. Um, they're saying like that was going to happen. So they had to. So basically, the administration pumped a ton of money into that. Now they're sour on the whole idea of like spending money on athletics. So now, like, Mark Fox is like, hey, we need more money to like get a recruit. They're like, what the hell is this? Is it just a endless stream of money goes to sports? Is that how this works? Yeah. And Mark Fox is like, yes, this is how it has to work. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. But we also just built a new building right there for the physics department. Did yes. you see it? Go yes. check it out. We are going to split the atom <laughs> on this campus. Yeah. We, we will be working on science. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, that's uh, that, that was my Berkeley. I had a great time in Berkeley. It was, it's a cool little town. It's a, uh, it's a little grungier than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, it's not as... Uh, it's everywhere in this... You know, I was, yeah, cool. that's true. That's true. It's everywhere. <laughs> I, was ex I was expecting a little more quaint. I was expecting a little mm. more like old men with a pipe. Right. Like an ascot, you know? Yeah. Like that are like, good day to you, sir. Welcome to Berkeley. Yeah. Like, they somehow have an accent. They're very yeah, Madonna yeah, town yeah, where yeah. like people have British accents. Yeah. But there was... Instead, I saw a lot of signs that were like, make sure all your valuables are out of your car because people will break your windows. Yes. Like those were after those signs everywhere. Were everywhere. Yes. And they're right. Like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sick. Cool. Very cool. Uh, great campus. Great school. I had a great time. That's my Berkeley report. Um, and a big on. win for Butler. Big win for Butler. Over yeah. a Power 5 team. Power 5 school. I mean, Pac-12 school. Don't look yeah, at the red line resume. <laughs> That's a win over a Power 5 team on the road. True road yeah. game. So shout out to that. Uh, Brad, that. Brad Stevens was at the shoot around. And, um, he was in Berkeley? Yeah, because the Celtics were playing the Warriors uh, oh, the next night. God. and. uh Brad can't help himself. I know. He loves Butler so much. Yeah. He loves Butler more than Boston. I think Brad knew I was there too. I think Brad wants me. I think like secretly, like Brad's yeah. I think he, Brad's like he wants you on the Butler yeah. staff. I think Brad is like texting everybody. He's like, what Mark say about me this week on the show? Yeah. yeah. You think that yeah, he brings he, he comes so he comes in after Thad. Let's say Thad says, I have a succession plan. Brad's coming in after Thad. First there was Thad, then there was yeah. Brad. <laughs> and then Brad comes in, he takes over, and he's like, I got to bring in Titus, but I also have to fire you, Diebler. Oh, that's, that's yeah, that's, I'm, I'm doing that. I think that, that's yeah. the money shot. Shout out to Brad, by the way. He did get in the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame after all. My, every a time mass hole? The, yeah, a mass hole's in the, he Whoa. did get inducted into the Hall of Fame. I thought Indiana uh, was different. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think Brad was like the the hot chick and I was like the nerdy guy that was like, mm -hmm. you know, really into her, to him, her. I don't know, I'm losing the analogy <laughs> already. Uh and he 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 liked to stiff arm me and keep me mm -hmm. over there. But then at a certain point, I started. I realized the only way to win his love is to start nagging him, you mm -hmm. know, and to kind of just be like, you know what, I don't need you anyway. Yeah. And I've done that. So now I think he's like he's like suspiciously circling me. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. just like ships in the night. Like, well, he wants the Indiana yeah, love. I think so. He wants the home love. I think so. I see what's happening. He wants to go home. I think so. <laughs> he's got to get out of Boston. It's not like they're doing but anything good. I was told he's a hundred percent done coaching though. 
which broke my heart. Which, but again, I felt like that was a shot at me, and I was like, dude. Stop I don't saying, think yeah, I don't think stop are. saying stop that. Stop saying that. Dude. Who keeps like why do you keep answering that question? <laughs> yeah, right? Saying. Like if you were 100 percent done, you'd be like, don't ask me. Brad, the question was, what did you have for lunch? Like, yeah. is there a good like, del- I'm done coaching. You, yeah. I don't want to coach. <laughs> yeah. Who said I wanted to coach? He wants to coach Butler. That's the truth. I think so. That's the uh, truth. Moving on. Uh bad guy of the week. Bad guy Who's of the week guy? is uh one of my favorite bad guys on this program. And you know, I, I I'll use his quote because uh, I thought it was a, a good phrase to to represent what's happening down in Memphis right now. Mm. Things have come to fruition, as Penny Hardaway pointed out God's after this us. game. God's got us. And he was right. This man, he is a believer, and he believed, just like I did. I told you. I said, watch out for Auburn on Saturday. The Memphis Tigers came. The Memphis Tigers saw a whole lot of Auburn fans in the building. They mm-hmm. saw a team that was ranked number 11 in the country. And Penny Hardaway looked at Kendrick Davis, and he said, these are the Auburn guards. And, 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 and luckily, and luckily, Kendrick Davis and the rest of Memphis, DeAndre Williams. Say no more. Yeah, they said, oh, yeah, that is right. These are the same guards that we saw last year that seemed to just make uh, just absolute messes of games at times. Katie Johnson being Katie Johnson could both win you a game and he could definitely lose you a game mm-hmm. as, as we saw here against Memphis. But Kendrick Davis was amazing. DeAndre Williams and Kendrick Davis combined for 43 points together. The, the great second half for Williams. Um, but Penny Hardaway apparently gave a pep talk before the game to Kendrick Davis and was like, this is your time. This is your moment. This is your, this is your day. And, uh, Larry Brown, shout out to coach Larry Brown. Uh, he had just stepped down from his advisor role with the team. And, uh, you know, in honor of coach Brown, who I think is the greatest bad guy of all time that we've ever seen. Cause Larry Mm -hmm. Brown, he famously said, I can walk into any gym and tell you who the best player is and I can get him to come to my school. And everyone's like, what? wait, what? <laughs> like <that> Famously just... <laughs> also won a national title and was like, oh, uh, by the way, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. because uh, He invented the Pete Carroll. He yeah. was like, what are you guys doing? Uh, Investigating? Yeah. Peace. Peace. Yeah, I'll see you guys later. Roy Williams, you want this job? <laughs> um, so in honor of Coach Brown, uh, in honor of Memphis getting a huge win over the number 11 team, in honor of Penny Hardaway getting getting away from all the charges getting away from all the cloud and and living in the sunlight and beaming and shining shout out to the memphis tigers and as they were winning this game titus i picked this up on, on the tv sound they started playing whoop that trick oh really yeah this is a neutral site so this is how much influence penny hardaway and how much confidence he had in his team because obviously someone on his staff told whoever the pa person was when we're up in this game late would you please play whoop <laughs> please, that would trick? you please <laughs> would you please play whoop that trick and um, uh, they did and they they beat the tigers and uh it, it was a great day for memphis basketball bad yeah, guy of the week bad guy for getting kendrick davis and nothing else dude because he's right been, he's been awesome for smu for am i is, am i counting this correctly that memphis has 11 seniors on the roster yeah it's a very old team and two juniors yeah Penny Hardaway basically flipped the culture in the same way that Cal faked it, you know, where Cal's like, I'm going for grad transfers. I'm playing in the portal. I'm done with these one and done kids. Penny Hardaway said, you know what I want against 18 and 19 year olds? I want 23, 24 and 25 year olds. It's exactly what Mike Bray's doing. He's like, I'm going to play the age game here and hope to God that these old guys just punk these young kids and bada bing, bada boom, you win more games. Jonathan Lawson, freshman guard from Memphis. Mm -hmm. Um, he he plays. He's in the rotation, and then if if the, if what I'm reading is correct, basically every other guy that's seen the floor for them this year is a senior. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, and they're all like 23. They're all like 22, 23. That's crazy. 
They're all from Memphis, too. One, two, three, four, five guys from Memphis. Two guys from Houston. Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams. You want to hear Houston. something crazy? DeAndre crazy. Williams what? is older than Stetson Bennett. Who's older than Lamar Jackson? Who's older than Lamar Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> DeAndre Williams is three years younger than me. And I have been out of school for quite wait, some time. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> He's 26. <coughs> is he older than Jason Tatum for real? I mean, he might be. I, I think he and Jason Tatum might be the same age. I, I don't even know how old Jason Tatum. Tatum's 24. Oh, he's two years older than Jason Tatum. So DeAndre Williams is two years older than Jason Tatum. Wow. That's bad guy moves. Yeah, that Penny has quietly flipped this program around in that regard. And, and quiet, quietly being the keyword here, because I think in order for Memphis to truly be back, uh, I'm going to say the same things I was saying about IU entering the season. The, the 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 most surefire way to know you're back is that you aren't running to the mountaintops and beating your chest and saying we're back like twice a month. You know, you just kind of like let it happen. You beat Auburn. You're yeah. excited. You feel good. It's a good win. Program should be feeling good about where you're at. But uh, you don't have Chris Vernon beating down our door saying, let me on the show. YouTube.com. <laughs> so, yo, YouTube. YouTube. Look at the highlights. Whoop that trick. And you're also not celebrating off-season wins. You're, not, you're yeah. not looking at like who in the portal is considering Memphis and is Penny going to get Bronny James to Memphis and all these sorts of things. You're like, let's just, uh, when we play a team that's ranked 11th in the country, what if we beat them? What if yeah. we just beat them? And we just beat them soundly, and and we move on, and that's what they're doing. So congratulations, Memphis. I love it, and they also have Mikey Williams right coming in. So right. I mean, he is. I saw his. So in, take back everything I just said. And, well, uh, when Mikey Williams comes in, they're going to go right back to uh, <laughs> chasing the cloud. I like. I like that he's playing both sides. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. if there's anything we know about a penny, you know, you got to flip that. You got <laughs> you can play both sides, and uh, Penny can do it. And uh, I'm excited about uh, bad guy of the week, Penny Hardaway. We needed it for the this sport. Was, yeah, that game was kind of the bag bowl too, by the way, with with Bruce Pearl, Penny Hardaway. Away to Bruce Pearl, by the way, my God, he got a technical in this game and he should have gotten tossed. I mean, he was absolutely unhinged. And uh, I, I think I think character counts might have been, you know, how Bruce Pearl loves an apex point of his time and then he wears his welcome. Yeah, I think character counts in, in, in that ditch on the side of the road was the apex point. I that really was, do. That was the jumping of the shark. Beating Carolina with Chumo Kiki like oh, those, those were the good times. And I think he might, it may have jumped the shark, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. But the I, guards are the same. I, uh, according to Kenneth Pomeroy, uh, his little uh, depth chart, frequent lineups. Um, I don't know how to read any of this, so uh, take <laughs> take this with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> that's a, that needs to be a segment. Is like Ken Palm's stat of the day, where right. I, just, I I pick out a stat and then I try to explain it. And I, you know what I want? I have no idea what I'm looking. I at. want all the top assistant coaches to be given the Kim Palm, <laughs> and then have to like explain what they're looking yeah, at, yeah. and they're all just like, "Get this out of my face." Uh, but it looks like, like I said, Jonathan Lawson, freshman guard, um, is literally the not, not only is he the only guy in the rotation, he's literally the only guy that has seen the core at any point in time from Memphis that is not a senior. Right. Not even they don't even have like a, a sophomore walk on that they've thrown in for ten seconds at and, the end of a game. And I remember, you know, when Penny lashed out, you know, bat last year when he had that press conference when he's like, Stop disrespecting me, bro. Yeah. Like when he did that whole thing, yeah. He was really upset because he had to play four freshmen. And he was like, I'm playing nineteen year olds against twenty three year olds. You think we're gonna win? I, I do not vacate the jokes. Uh, the, the penny jokes are still hanging in my rafters in my house. Right. Um, but at the same time, uh, Penny, by the end of that season, I wouldn't say he was vindicated, but he... He like, was right. Like, the team... The t <laughs> we were quick to bury Memphis. They ended up being a decent team. They gave Gonzaga a great game. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, so he was, he was, he, I don't know if he was right, but he was trending right. He was like trending in the right direction. Yeah. Like, if they beat Gonzaga, he was 100% right. Give me, give me at least the benefit of the doubt. But and at, now he's taking that benefit of the doubt, and now it's all come to fruition. But at the same time, God got us. Yeah. Like, God got, like, you, you put it on your Instagram <laughs> in the, from the front pew at church, like a picture of the pastor and then prayer hands that say, like, Memphis, we need your prayers yeah. for our basketball team. Yeah. Please. Please. Because <laughs> he wanted him to get healthy. Like, I'm not going to apologize for laughing at that. It was good. I, I, will, I will not apologize for that. But... And they play Alabama tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, that is a classic one. letdown game if you're Alabama. So you, you but it also, is it a letdown game for Memphis? So it's a double letdown. Double letdown. Who <laughs> <laughs> will be letdown? One thing, one thing we know for sure, whoever loses that game, we will be talking about how. Letdown. They were letdown. They let us Major down. letdown. Uh, what else we got? So there you go. That's, that's the bad guy. Uh, Cal's guy. Uh, Kentucky very quiet right now. I mean, Oscar Shibwe is, is plodding along. Kentucky's winning games. Yep. It's not pretty by any means, but they're that's, winning. That's games. what I, what I. I think I brought that up uh, last week or two weeks ago that uh, Kentucky is going. It is going to be quiet for Kentucky because it's it, the 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 schedule that they have um, is such that it's going to take a little bit of time before you and I come back into these chairs and sit down and be like, boy, it's time to talk about Kentucky because what we're seeing out of these Wildcats, you know. Um, for for them to win us back, it's going to be a little bit of time, right? So they're kind of and they're kind of putting them on the shelf right now. And there's and teams that they can beat that you're like, oh, okay, like an Alabama, right? You know, or right. Tennessee, and then you're like, okay, Kentucky have my attention again. But Cal's guy of the week is uh, pretty simple. It's the future recruits, which, um, as we all know, I mean that that's usually Cal's guy. But uh, based on Cal Perry's Twitter, which I love to keep up with, that's how I keep up to date with what he's doing. Uh, he was in Atlanta uh, yesterday checking out our boy Rob Dillingham, Donda mm-hmm, Academy, mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Cunningham's favorite school in America. Um, and he wanted us to point out that uh, Rob, uh, since he's gotten out of school in California, since he got out of Donda, he has not been able to see him play and watch him play. Mm. Uh, he's very excited about that. He also really enjoyed watching Reed Shepard. Um, last night and uh, said he was a great teammate. So I wanted to point that out. So in general, I think Calipari is trying to remind, on his lifetime contract, he is trying to remind us that he has great talent coming in. If nothing if nothing goes well this year, just remember, we're well, always looking yeah. toward the future. Yeah, Everything the future with bright. Calipari, the future is bright. The future is bright. Yeah. What a, the league is in good hands. When you say a guy is a good teammate, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? When you hear a guy is a good teammate, what are, what are you picturing him doing? Someone someone falls down and then goes and picks him he up. He runs over. Runs him. over, yeah. picks him up. He's like at the yeah. top of the key and a guy right. falls down right. underneath pushes the Pushes the other guy He's away like, oh, from shit. him. Yeah, yeah pushes the guy who knocked him down away and then yeah, picks yeah, him yeah. up. Yeah, okay. That, that's good teammate. Yeah. And then and then shoot a free throw. They're like coming up to give you a high five, like a legit one. Not like the fake ones where like you you've obviously been told by your coach to give the high fives. They yeah. like run down. Well, it's interesting because I think being a good teammate and being a good leader are they're a lot of the same traits, but it's not the same thing. And some right. of the cause if you're the guy who calls the during the free throw, you're the one that calls the huddle. That's not a good teammate. That's a good leader. Right. But I think you're right. The guy that rushes over to help the guy up. That is good. That is leadership, but it's also good indicative teammate. of a good teammate. And like, you can't be a good leader unless you're a good teammate. So it's a it's a build. You know, a lot of guys that are being good teammates want to be that good leader one day. I think. I think like Fletcher Lawyer. Yeah, I think good teammate <laughs> is also like you're three for nineteen, mm-hmm. and you you you're on the bench now, and then your teammate hits a shot and you stand up and, and you're celebrating. Yeah, yeah, that's a good teammate. Yeah. That's a good Caleb Love got <laughs> benched on Saturday in the first half. Seth Trimble looking great out there. 
Was he a good teammate? Good teammate. Good teammate, Clapping. Caleb Love. Love that. Hang Shocking. Out. Hang that banner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people, were, people were upset how good of a teammate he was. <laughs> uh, Kentucky does have UCLA on Saturday, Madison Square Garden. We nice. will be in the building for that game. Today. So maybe, I don't know, maybe we're, we're talking about Kentucky a little bit on Saturday. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. But at, at the end of the day, Cal's guy of the week is easy. Uh, it's the future recruits. He's locked in on the future, which makes me worried about the present, as is tradition. And then finally, uh, Cal Guy. Didn't get a, you know any info from Cal Guy. Didn't get any reports, but here's the Cal Guy update. Your Virginia Cavaliers, your Wahoos, number two in the AP poll. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as Virginia fans have pointed out, ever since I, I we did the show where I, I opened up saying UConn is definitely number one and this team's terrifying and who could beat this team and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Virginia fans did point out, Tate, I thought you guys were scrimmage guys because Virginia beat UConn in a secret scrimmage. Right. People so does that, you know, we're, are, do we care or do we not care? I, 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 I personally, I do care. Yeah. And I think, I think we have to care. So I think you, Virginia might actually be number one. I think when you look at it, there are three number one teams in the country. Right. I, I think that's where I've landed. Yeah. It like is like there are three number one recruits <laughs> in high school. That, that's just how it, it just goes up. It just keeps climbing up. I also think weirdly when, it, when I look at UConn and Virginia, I like if he's healthy. I like Virginia has a closer. Virginia yeah. has Reese Beekman. I think he is a closer. And I think UConn still has some fact-finding on who that person is for their team. Yeah. I just searched Kyle Guy on Twitter because uh, that's that's a really effective way to do this. Okay. Uh, there's a Twitter account called Clay Thompson Stan um, who tweeted, uh, this is on October 21st, so this is not relevant at all. My God, Elon, get the, uh, the algorithm fixed, dude, because this is... Fix this the is, algorithm. Yeah, this is what popped up first. Uh, some guy tweeted, I'm now featured on House of Highlights Instagram page and Heat Legend Kyle Guy liked it. And then it's a video with the and then like a screenshot of Kyle Guy liked this guy's Instagram post. So there you go. Shout out to Kyle Guy. So, Active <laughs> online. The fans appreciate it. They they see it. They appreciate you, Kyle. So some uh twelve year old uh, got featured on House of Highlights and Kyle Guy was like Good job. Double I, tap. I think Cal Guy comes on the show when Virginia's number one. And I don't know. I think that's that, what we're saving it for. Yeah. Though. I could tell Kyle, like, we've, we've put out the ask and he's like, I, I love you guys. Anytime you mm -hmm. want me on the show, I'll come on. And we're like, what about now? And he's, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> he's like, anytime, just let me know. And we're like, Kyle, like, right. Kyle, we're literally asking you yeah. today. And he's like, if there's anytime, every time, <laughs> the time is now. And he's like, no. He's like, no, that's great, guys. Anytime. You just let me know. <laughs> and he just keeps saying that. Uh, I do think that when Virginia becomes number one, if Virginia becomes, let's not be presumptive here. Mm. Um, he, if, will, he will be he he like my father will, will be suspiciously available right out of nowhere right yeah. and i think that's fair and i think that's what we want to see and also i mean if virginia beats houston who would still be number five i they have they a very have to strong jump. case they yeah. jump Purdue. it depends on how it how it how it shakes out you mm -hmm. know it, it depends on if uh they go to overtime oh then, right it's a draw and then it's a draw that, that, that's how AP voters look at it that's how they always look at it um well there you have it good guy good bad segment. guy good segment Tate. cow's guy cow well done uh let's take a break we'll come back talk about uh alabama houston a little bit maybe uh, yeah, maybe a little tennessee that. uh maryland Oof. uh some of these other games that happen fun weekend uh, a lot of games to get to i watched a lot of college basketball let's take a break come back and talk about it all right, let's talk about Alabama a little bit because they are a team that you have been high on ever since your alma mater lost to them in four overtimes and you you were put in a position where you were desperate to convince everybody that was actually not a bad loss for Carolina. It's not a bad loss. Uh, <laughs> a draw, as they yeah. say. I, I, yeah, it was a draw. It was a draw times four, draw yeah, times right. three or whatever. Right. Uh, I, uh, as, as more of a neutral party, watched that game and I said, yeah, Alabama beat Carolina. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying they're undeserving of a top 10 ranking, but also, you know, they got smacked by UConn. Uh, they they needed four overtimes to beat a, a suspect Carolina team. 
And not only did they need need to four overtimes, but uh, it was very, very sloppily played. And they didn't win the game as much as Carolina handed it to them. Um, Sometimes literally on some of those out-of-bounds plays. Just just throw it right to them. Um, So I said, wait and see. Like, I I, I think Alabama is going to be good. Uh, They're very young. Um, the, the pieces are there. You, I, I see the vision. I'm not there yet with them. I got to see more. Uh, the first half of this Houston game, which I went back and watched. So I, 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 I will say this. I did not watch this live. This was Saturday. I was, I was in Berkeley, uh, locked in on, on how bad Cal was, uh, that I, I, I did not watch this game. So I, I watched it again on the DVR. Um, I go back and watch knowing that Alabama won Tate and I can't tell you how many times I paused the game and I, I double checked my score app and I was like, Alabama won this game. How right. is this possible? Right. How th- this Houston was up what like 16 in the second half. I think they I think? got up at least 13. Was it 16, yeah, 13? Maybe it was, yeah. Um, Bama is turning the ball over like crazy in the first half, throwing it all over the gym. Uh, sloppy as hell. Even when they were scoring, it wasn't like graceful. It was like, kind of put your head down. <laughs> right. <laughs> Throw out a wild pass to a guy who hits a three, and it's like they play like a very young team. They're a very, very young team, um, and I'm scratching my head like, how the hell did this happen? Now, Draymond Mark fouls out for Houston. Kelvin Sampson has made it clear that he thinks the game goes a little differently if he doesn't foul out on a suspect call. I agree with him, but also at the same time, um, don't put your guy in that spot. Maybe like don't like let's be smarter about how we're approaching this game. And and also, if losing one player who's not even your best player, if losing him makes your entire team crumble. That's not good. Then we got to look inward, dude. We got to figure out what the hell's going on with the team. Um, So Trayvon Mark fouls out. The game starts to unravel for Houston. They they do not score at seemingly the last five, seven minutes, whatever it is. Alabama's just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Um, They start taking care of the ball down the stretch, one. But two, I guess my big takeaway was how impressed I was with the team on the road against the number one team in the country with every reason to just pack it in or and or just start playing for individual accolades. Right. Or like Brandon Miller just be like, all right, we're gonna lose. Now watch, watch this. Watch the step back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they didn't do that. They they just kept chipping away, chipping away, look up, they take the lead late. They they the, even then when you take the lead late, a young team could be like, We did it. We right. won. There's still two minutes left. We're up by two now. We did it. Congratulations. Pat on the back. We did it. Uh they didn't do that either. And they just kept playing well and and stole the win. Alabama officially has my attention. I still have a lot of questions. I still think they are very, very far from being a perfect basketball team. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the flip side to that is they are very far from being a perfect basketball team and just won at number one on the road. So. And what does every freshman, a group of freshmen need? Confidence, right? So you just beat the number one team in four overtimes where you say to yourself, wow, I can't believe we survived that game and we came away with the win. That's pretty shocking. But hey, you can write that off as a one-off type a fluke. Deal. Uh, yeah, whatever. Carolina's it is. not that good. Yeah, right, whatever. right, yeah. right. And now you go on the road in this environment, Houston playing at home for the first time with the number one seed. There's obviously some pressure that comes along with that, but they they're all locked in. This is a big moment. This is a big setup for mm-hmm. a big win. Everything's going wrong for you. Brandon Miller is not having a good game. Clowney was really the one that that stood out of the freshman. I mean, he was amazing in this game. He was kind of the star. And when he played against Carolina, he was, I, I don't even remember him. I'm yeah. like, who is this guy? So that that's the other part of Alabama that's scary. It's like this very like core of talented kids. They're getting this confidence. They're not even playing their best. But then at the end of the game, Brandon Miller's having to make very clutch free throws, and he's just nailing them. It doesn't mm-hmm. even look like he's affected by it. And when you get to March, you're always, you know, a little reticent to say, I think that these kids can deal with that pressure, deal with that moment. 
Alabama can. And and I think it's because Brandon Miller, I mean, he is uniquely talented. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy is a pro. This guy is going to be a top five pick. And I like the way he carries himself. And I think he's only going to get better. Clowney, I think he's only going to get better. Mark Sears, I think Mark is, Sears a, is great a really pickup, good great guard pickup, that, yeah. that I think can really kind of get you that bucket that you need in the tournament, that guard that you need. So when I look at Alabama across the board, I'm very impressed, and I don't think they've reached their ceiling, and I don't even think they've come close to they reaching their ceiling. They haven't even come ceiling. close. But they know how to close That's, games. I, as and I they're was, not afraid of the moment. As that I was, says a lot. As I was watching this game, all I could think was, like, Alabama doesn't even know how to play basketball. Right. And I say that <laughs> yeah. as a compliment, because, again, you just beat the number one team in the country on the road uh, who uh, is – is th- this one is, like, legit. It's not a asterisk number one when – It's not a like neutral the, Like the North yeah, Carolina yeah, yeah. one was, where North yeah. Carolina was a little bit in free fall, and you caught them on the way down. Um it was very, very legit, but I, but Alabama, man, like they're, they're again, I say this, I say this with, with a sense of optimism. This is not like me nitpicking or, or trying to shit on like a, a fun team that's ranked fourth now. And there are good vibes around the program, but these guys like do not look like they know how to play basketball at all. Uh, <laughs> they're so young. They're just so long. And they, they, uh, uh, not all of them across the board. I mean, like, you know, like some are better than others, but, uh, as a whole, like they, the, the offense is sloppy at times. Um, they they weirdly get their shot blocked a lot. They they block a lot of shots defensively, but they also get their shot blocked a lot. Uh, it's it's a lot of like just drive and kick and then shoot threes, which works out well because that's like what Nato just trying to do is like he's 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 crunched the numbers. He's run his algorithm. He <laughs> yeah. says we want to dunk the ball or or make threes. That's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do out here. We are we are doing a, a Daryl Morey Daryl Morey ball. Yeah, thank you. Um, you saw where I was going with that. Yeah. Um. That that that's so that's that's what they're trying to accomplish. But like it, it it they're not particularly an aesthetically pleasing team in that regard. Like it's it it can be sloppy at times. A lot of turnovers. A lot of dumb decisions. But my God, the link that they have defensively and the the instincts that they have to like for 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 guys that like don't know how to. And and again, I say that just to say that like they don't run a lot of set plays that that look fluid. They're not like well. And and when they do run set plays, it's not like a well timed thing where like the the off-ball screen is happening at the right time that this other guy is cutting to where like it's all comes together. It's just a lot yeah. of like chaos. Um, but their instinct to just put their head down and get a bucket is unmatched. I mean, like right. they, they they have a lot of guys that could do that. And I will and they're say, they're very good at it. I think that they have this kind of, it's a good thing where they eventually, as the game wears on, even though they were, like you said, they're down 13, 16 or whatever, they look around and they say, we are more gifted than whoever we're playing. Yeah. Like we yes. we are we are obviously more gifted, and so th- that that inherently will add confidence to you as you're playing the game against the number one team in the country, and you're down 13, but you say to yourself, "Wow, we're playing uh, like dog right. shit, and right. we're down 13, and all we have to do is like get it together a little bit." I'm sure that's what Nate Oates said to them. He's like, "Guys, just lock in a little bit. Like we yeah. we can win this game." And all of a sudden, it's like right there for the taking. Houston gets tight. Like you said, I mean, uh, you can blame the the mark going out and, and the fouling out and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, Kelvin Sampson said it best. He was like, we got exposed. We yeah. got exposed today. We we thought that we were better than we were. We thought that they we did, could just they, coast to a They to definitely a did coast. They right. definitely did coast. There was, I think it was uh, Roberts had the had a dunk. Uh, I think Jawan Roberts did the, uh, the fake handoff. Yeah. Uh, and then took the one dribble and flushed it. And you cut to the 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 bench and the Houston bench is like falling into each other <laughs> right, and leaning right, every which way moment. and the place is going crazy. And I'm not saying it shouldn't have been. Uh, I, I you know I'm not like trying to say act like you've been there, whatever. But 
as I was rewatching the game and that happens again, I was like, how did Alabama lose this game? And then I look at the clock and there's like 17 minutes left. Or there's like, you know, yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. a ton of time left. And I thought the vibes aren't quite like that. That's the celebration you do. And there's like four minutes left. Game over. Game over. Mm -hmm. Like this is the, the final day. They've been listening thing. to our show where we watch and we say that's game. That's game. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. that's yeah. game. And they did that obviously prematurely, but it did feel like Houston uh, thought that the game was over and they could just coast. Um, and yeah, that's that's obviously a problem, and and it's uncharacteristic of a team built like Houston, where they just keep preaching toughness and yeah. experience, and like you know, yeah, yeah. we're we're not we're not you know we're not the prettiest we're not team, the prettiest but we're, we're, we're yeah. going to come away with the win. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and but, Alabama, they they will like an NBA team. I guess six to ten point lead for Alabama is nothing. Yeah, like they, yeah, they, yeah. Are, they erase six point. I mean, I saw it with the Carolina game. I mean, they erase six point leads like they're nothing. Right? You you get a little excited. You try to get a little bit comfortable. You say, "Wow, okay, now now we're settled in. Now we're good." And it's like Sears just hit a three. Now they just stole the ball. Now they got to and one. Now the game's tied. You're like, I, what? What? I, <laughs> I think there's an element of that too. Is like like Bama went on a little bit of a run, and I think in, if you would have stopped the game, covered the score, and asked Houston players like yeah. once the score they'd be like oh we're still up like 12 13 whatever it's like dude you're up four yeah <laughs> right know? right you're only up four right it's time to lock in and and uh, their best player by talent right brandon miller was basically he was not anyway. involved in the game until the last like five um, six minutes i still believe in houston though uh I, 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 don't, I don't think i think this is, I think this is good for Houston. i don't think Sasser's 100 percent. maybe i'm just making excuses for him but, yeah uh the eye thing and his shoulder and like he's been He's been beat up a the little bit. The fact that he takes the glasses off to shoot the free throws stresses me out. I don't like that because yeah. you're basically saying I can't see through these glasses, but then you put them back on to play the rest of the game. And I'm like, well, if if we can't yeah. see through the glasses, what are we doing with the glass? Like, and he wiped them off a couple of times like they were fogging yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I got, I got a bad read on that, but uh, I did like it because Vince Carter wore the glasses like that. And I'm, I'm like, I like where Sasser's head. <laughs> I mean, it is cool. It can look cool, but I don't think he, ha I don't think he has the right fit. I don't think he has the right. I think you he's go face get mask. Yeah, he's I think you go face out. mask. Right. I don't think you go glasses. I think he's got to go face mask or like ski goggles. <laughs> see, it's got to be something that's, goes, like, it's got to like, be, it's got to be something that he can see and aesthetically. Can you aesthetically wear a helmet? Cool. Are you allowed to wear a, that's a good question. What, what, what are those soft helmets that like, uh, do they wear those in rugby? You know, you know, like the, the, the helmets that the, that the NFL has to wear now, uh, where they put the little caps on top of the helmets. Yeah. But then sometimes like you'll see, like, I think it's rugby dudes will like wear those as they're playing rugby. It's like, like a little uh, soft kit. It's the Peter check helmet, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he kind of hurt his eyebrows. So I don't know how that's going to solve. The I don't issue. know if it's. I'm trying to think of like how to protect that area without having to wear the glasses. I don't like the glasses. It'll probably happen in our lifetime where someone that has had a bunch of concussions wears one of those helmets like on a basketball court, you know? Mm -hmm. Like that'll probably happen. It'll play for BYU. Right. I I that that's I see it in yes. my head that it's, I, I, it's like Spencer I, Haw or Spencer Haas. Tyler Haas. I see BYU uh, RSC Cal and it's like a it's like actually a part of his research that he's working on uh while he's playing on the team for Cal. Yeah. Yeah, I see like a Tyler Hawes type dude wearing mm -hmm. one of those. <laughs> I can see Tyler Hawes wearing one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that guy. Bring him um, back. What other games? Uh, Arizona, Indiana. Did you watch that one? That was a good on one. one. That was a fun game, man. Fun game. Not yeah, for Indiana I, people. But, I, I uh, like the fight of Indiana. I like that they came back in this game. But let's just be honest. Uh, Arizona, there's nobody that's going to stop Balo and Tubelas when they're playing like that. I mean, there there really is not anyone that's going to stop them. I I the way that Tubelis runs the court, 
is something. I mean, it's like he's incredible. He's giving me Tyler Zeller vibes. He's with, incredible with the and way he's, that he's running the court. And I'm like, this guy, this guy beat Trace Jackson Davis down the court, Titus, every single freaking time. Yeah, every time. And I was wondering when Trace Jackson Davis was going to finally figure it out and try to beat him down the court. He did not. Mm -hmm. And Tubelis got him. And Balo was a tough matchup for him. Like, him having race on Tubelis and him having to guard Balo, I mean, that was just a bad matchup all around. You got two fours playing two fives. Yeah. That's bad matchup. Bad matchup. <laughs> and, and Arizona is... The only thing that can stop Arizona is Kirk Risa. You're, you're right. And, uh, and of I his, guess... Of, I his own, of his own volition, where he, he, he actively does stupid stuff. And Raftery, the whole game, kept calling him Krissa. Kept calling him... Chrisa, that was what he, yeah. he couldn't say his name right, and I thought because he, he's the Kerr part was probably he's, he's mashing it all together. Kerr, but I think he was doing it on purpose because he, Kerr Crease is not good enough to act the way that he does. Like Bill Raftery doesn't even know your name yet. You're acting Great like you run college basketball and you're JJ Redick or you're Grievous Vasquez. You're like one of these. Like no one knows you yet. You're not Kerr. one of them ones. You're not one yet. You could yeah. be, but you're acting that way already. And I still think there is a I still think there's a there's a situation with Arizona where they do have the best front court. I think they are the most talented team, but they could shoot themselves out of a game, any game. Creesa, and that worries me about Creesa. I think Creesa is is how they lose games. I think uh you could you could check them at times. Um their defensive intensity. Right. Uh, they, they they love getting they, big leads. They don't it. yeah, yeah. Uh but you know, we, we, we love, uh, we, you said earlier about the, the recruiting class and how there's so many number ones. I'll throw another number one. You, you, you thought once upon a time Arizona was the number one team in the country. Um, I will say this. They are absolutely number one most fun team. Right. No question about it. If, right. you're, if you're a neutral fan and you just want to watch uh, just a, a random basketball game and you're not sure which college basketball game to watch, just pick the Arizona game and it's going to be, the, you're going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. You're going to have fun. I don't know if Arizona is going to win, but you're going to have fun watching them. They play fast. They're off. They they are definitively the best offensive team in the country by far. Yeah, I, I don't think it's. I, they put up Purdue's 89 points. Purdue's probably second, I guess. I don't even really know who else would be in the conversation. Like Gonzaga's not. Gonzaga is usually up there. Creighton's usually up there. Villanova's usually up there. But we're talking. But it's not them. We're talking. Not them. I mean, they can run you. They can run you out of yeah. the gym. Like yeah. I mean, that that's kind of what was happening in this game early, and Indiana well, caught their breath. I think uh, one thing that stood out to me about Indiana, and I still think Indiana's good. Um, I, I do still, too. I still think IU's going to be good. I've I've had to talk a lot of people off the ledge uh, in, in in Indiana, but uh, I I I still think IU's going to be good. The problem that IU has is IU doesn't know what type of good team they want to be. Mm -hmm. IU doesn't. So you're watching this game, and all I'm thinking the whole time I'm watching it is. This is the game Arizona wants to play. They're going right. up and down. It's like right. a lot of baskets being made. It's fun. Everyone's having fun. But I'm also like, this is, this is what Arizona wants. And then I, it dawned on me as as Arizona builds a big lead, and then you know IU comes back, and he, he, the yo-yoans happen, and then Arizona what do they win by 14, 15, mm -hmm. something like that. Fourteen. Um, so Arizona wins by fourteen. Uh, it dawned on me at no point in time, at, at the whole time I'm saying this is the game Arizona wants. I don't even know what, what kind of game Indiana wants. You know. Right. So like, what what is the alternative? As you're watching it, you're saying this is what Arizona wants. What does Indiana need to do to make it a game that this is what they want? I don't even know what the answer is. Mm. And I guess that's the next step for Indiana as a, a, this collective that Indiana has is I think they all came into the season saying we are a good basketball team, and I think that assessment is correct. They have a ton of talent. They can be a lot of different things. You can catch them on one night and they're hitting a ton of shots, and they. I think there's a world where they run at the exact they, they they run with Arizona in the exact same pace and they're hitting that night and you have Hood Shafino playing and he's like, you know, this is this is like an NBA scout game for him almost. 
and he's just going off and the the free loose vibes of this game like it, it's it's just a playground for him and he kills it and Indiana wins. I think there there is a timeline where that could have happened. Um but I think Indiana's problem is they they don't know what like going into a game when you say this is the game that Indiana wants. What is, what does that even look like? Is it are they trying to slow it down and feed the post and, and just feed Trace Jackson Davis? All yeah, that? I, I don't. Th I think that's that's what that's what they used to be. Right. I don't think that's what they want to be anymore, and I don't I think they should be. Mm -hmm. I think I think they got. That's what he wants. That's yeah. So I think like up until this year, they they thought the way we have to win games is feed Trace Jackson Davis and and muck it up on defense, and that's like how we're gonna win. And now they realize. One, you're not going to win a lot of games that way. Two, we don't want to do that. We would rather be play a more aesthetically pleasing style of basketball. Um, but they don't know what they want. That's the issue, I think, with Indiana. I but like. I, I think they have no idea who they are. I I think a, there's an identity crisis because I think that there is the the Trace Jackson Davis Race Thompson way of doing things, which is let's slow this game down, let's post up, mm -hmm. let's run some high low stuff with with these two. And then when you watch this game, this game was up and down. That's why Bates mattered. I thought Bates was great. Bates was awesome. Yeah. I, I think it, yeah. it, in that game, Galloway could play in that game. Bates could play in that game. Hood Shafino could play in that game. X could play in that game. I mean, he ended up having a double-double, so he ended up having a good night. I mean, Race had, had a good night when you look at the numbers. But in general, it felt like Indiana was upset that they were having to run with these bigs and right. play with these bigs up and down. And they were like, I want to like slow it down and let yeah. let's set up the offense da, da, da. and Arizona's like no, no we take the ball to the basket yeah. and we go and, yes. and they were like it's it, it was like when we played golf and it was a lot of wind and i was like i don't even want to play yes right that, yeah. that that is like what it felt like with indiana they're like oh they're not playing they're not even playing how we want to play i don't even want to play i don't want to yeah. play like this yeah i don't want to be but out here in this on, moment on top of that you're you're absolutely right about that, but then the follow up question I would then ask him would be, okay, so how do you want to play? Right. I don't think they have an answer. I don't. I don't think, think so Indiana either. has an answer. I, I think they're. Well, I think collective... the young guys have an answer. They want to play how Arizona was playing. I think like Bates and Hutch and those guys right, can play right. that yeah, way. Yeah, but like, that's not. That's yeah, not what Trace Jackson what Trace Davis. Yeah, yeah, that's not what he wants. No, I, I was watching the, the the you know watching the Houston Bama game even that had the 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 tenor of for most of the game until uh, Mark fouls out. Um, that was the exact kind of like, whether Houston was going to win or not. That was played on Houston's terms. Yes, this is a game that this this feels like a game that Houston Houston is imposing their will. This is exactly what they wanted coming. They in. dictated the terms. Um, yeah. and I think that's an issue with Indiana right now is you don't know what and and I guess like the the optimistic approach to that is they are malleable. They are like they I do think they could play in a muck it up game and succeed. They can win those. They could play there again. I I do think they could play Arizona in the NCAA tournament. And win a game uh, ninety four to eighty six. Absolutely, you know? I think they could. I think they learned a lesson um, from this game. At least I hope so. But I think moving forward, Indiana has to get to a point where they say, "This is our plan A. We are trying to win these games in this manner. Mm -hmm. um, and if we can't, we'll adapt to what we're throwing, what's thrown at us. But this is what we're trying. This is the will we are trying to impose. And right now, I don't think they're trying to impose any will. I think they're just saying we have a good team. Let's figure out what that looks like. Throw the team out on the floor and and go. The yeah. way we go, you know. So. That's my reader. I like Galloway's confidence, by the way. Galloway's awesome. I'm really happy awesome. to see him playing. I'm on the, the trade train for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Me he's, too. he's incredible. But he Arizona, impressed me in this game. Arizona is not going away. Uh if if you thought Arizona losing at Utah was like, okay, we, we can be done with this team. I guess they're frauds. Maybe they were on that night, but uh they're they they are very, very good. They're very good. What's crazy right now is that if you ask me who do you want to see play each other as the top two teams, I want to see UConn play Arizona because I want to see Sonogo play Balo, yeah. I, and they're both from well, Bali. We got we got Arizona Tennessee on Saturday, right? 
in, in Tucson. Tennessee is. Can we talk about Tennessee Maryland a little bit? Yeah. Ugly game. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about the game. I guess it was as a much. Tony. I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Tennessee. Uh, Maryland was two for twenty-four from three. Shout out to uh, Will Warren uh, and and our old colleague Roger Sherman at the Ringer for uh, putting this on my radar that they were using the uh, Spalding TF one thousand, which is mm. that. Uh, I don't I don't know how to describe it. You, it's a shitty basketball. Yeah, of very course. very shitty yeah, basketball. As you said that, yeah. And Maryland shot two for twenty three from three in this game. Um, and I don't know if the basketball is to blame, or I don't know if Tennessee's defense is to blame. Tennessee plays elite, elite, elite defense. They it's not just that they are good at at uh, the thing that stood out to me watching them. I, I'll I'll say it this way: the way they recover is incredible. The way uh, guys are beat. Maryland has open layups. And at the last second, like a late challenge comes to right. like either block the shot or like, you know, there's a Maryland was missing a lot of easy shots that uh, I think Maryland fans probably came away from this saying, how do we, how are we missing all these easy shots? Like this is so uncharacteristic. Give me another crack at Tennessee. We will make those easy shots. We will blow them out. We are definitely a better team. And Tennessee fans are coming away from that game saying, uh, you miss the easy shots because every single team that plays us misses the easy shots. Because That's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. We, you thought it was easy, but at the last second, we challenge the shot in a way that uh, you're not used to. And um, they, they they rotate so well. They, they're they so balanced uh, offensively as well. They're an interesting team, dude. Like I, And they have the guard play, really. Vescovy, I mean, they, they yeah. have Ziegler. I mean, these guys are legit Since guards. Ziegler got moved to the bench, I think, after the Colorado game. Yeah. Tyreek Key starting for him. Uh, and I think the idea was to inject some offense because this is going to be the issue with this team all year is just like, we, we, I'm going to trust their defense. They, they could give up 100 points to Arizona. Arizona could blow them out in Tucson. Um, and Tennessee and Arizona could, could hit 12 threes mm -hmm. and shoot 58% from the floor and just look like untouchable and win by 21, uh, hang 110 on them or something. I will not be concerned with Tennessee's defense at any point this season. Right. I'll, I'll, I could I could watch that whole game and I could say, that's an anomaly. I'm not worried moving forward. Their defense is fine. The concern will always be the offense. Um, I mean, and, find me another team that won a game that shot 28% from the field, 33% from three, and 52% from the free throw line and yeah. won the game. Yeah. You won't find it. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that, that is, that is ridiculous. That is so porous. That is so bad. That is insane that that could happen. But at the end of the day, like it's kind of what it was with with Bennett Ball, where Virginia fans early on, they're like, I like watching the pack line defense. Right. right. I'm watching a different side of the field. If you're a Chicago Bears fan in the 80, you're, 80s, you're like, I don't want to see Jim McMahon. I want, I want to watch our defense. Right? right. And that is what Tennessee fans are doing. They're like, watch how amazing we are on defense. Watch these rotations. Watch these steal. Like, watch how we play defense. And that is what the brand is. And hopefully we score enough on the other. They're team. they're great on the offensive boards. Uh right. they, they share, great rebounding in general. They they share the ball well. Um they they have a lot of balanced scoring. I think like five dudes are averaging double figures for them. Um, so all of those things are nice and I like that about their offense. They are still the masters of muck. They're mm -hmm. still like they're the every Tennessee game I've seen is just like a, a, a an absolute muck fest. Um and that's how they like it. And that's uh you know, talking about IU not having an identity. Tennessee has an identity. Um, I, I'm, I'm sort of trying to figure out what I need to see from this Tennessee team to start like putting together the the belief in them in March. Now, last year I, I said over and over that they're they're a good team at home. Can we see it outside of home? We have seen it outside of home. Right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see a lot more opportunities. The SEC is super interesting to me, by the way. I think the SEC might be the most in, in terms of like the top level. Um, 
who's going to win the conference. Right. The SEC is the most interesting conference, I think. It's more interesting than the Big 12. I don't think the Big 12 has as many title contenders. Um, I think the Big 10 is super deep, obviously. It's interesting in the sense that Nebraska can take Purdue to overtime and like that jumps out at you. You're like, whoa, Nebraska, I thought they were dog shit. They're taking Purdue to like that's interesting. That any given night anybody can beat anybody. But uh I don't know, man. Alabama's looking really good. Tennessee looks really good. Arkansas is a team I, I you know, Brazil's out for the year, but I Arkansas is very much going to be heard from at some point in this SEC title race. Uh, Kentucky as well. I, I yeah, we can't write off Kentucky. We have not written off Kentucky yet. I don't think Kentucky's as good as they were last year, but they still have the the reigning national player of the year. Um, Auburn, Auburn's up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mississippi, Mississippi State, State yep. dude. I think Mississippi State could win the SEC. Yeah, I don't think they're the favorites. I don't think they should be the favorites. Undefeated right now. Um, if Mississippi State is in in you know a game back of first place in mid February, I won't be surprised. Right. Someone else might be at this point. I've seen enough to be like, no, that doesn't surprise me. Um, LSU is they're not, they're not going to win at this point. We're getting down to the tier of teams that aren't going to win, but like even like a Florida and AM and LSU and Ole Miss and like all these teams are Mizzou, dude. Mizzou was undefeated until mm-hmm. Kansas beat their ass, but um, I don't know. The, the SEC is super interesting, and I guess uh, I as I was watching Bama and watching Tennessee, they're two teams that are flawed, very obviously flawed, but very obviously good, mm-hmm. and um, it's just going to be fascinating to watch watch how it all shakes out i guess i don't know that's why it's just the most interesting because there's it's teams that i say these teams holy shit these teams are so good and they're not even close to their ceilings yet that that's what i came away from this weekend watching tennessee and bama yeah bama is going to be really scary and especially when someone tells brandon miller that he has the green light and that he yeah. everything starts with him i think uh and maybe that doesn't happen uh, as he's a freshman but Nate Oates eventually is going to have to give that kid the ball, and he is a star. He gives me Jabari Smith vibes, but I mean, oh, yeah, it might yeah, be better. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Uh, Josiah Jordan-James, by the way, for Tennessee, has had knee problems and is like in and out of the lineup and didn't play against Maryland, and he's their best defender. Um, he's probably the most notable he's player. Their, maybe their best player, honestly. Right, yeah. Um, that, that's the thing I was going to say with Tennessee is like they don't really have a guy. That would they do be not like, have a guy. Yeah. I mean, Vescovy might Vescovy be. Ziegler, Ziegler can be. Ziegler, yeah, Ziegler they're, was a leading scorer in this game off the bench. I mean, they're bringing him off points. the bench now, which I don't, I don't love, but I don't hate. I yeah, don't know. no, it's I kind of like, like it. I'm like, why is smart. this man not starting? But then he still plays enough minutes and has enough of an impact on the game. I'm like, all right, well, if and it's you working, have two point guards, so you're yeah, like, let's just yeah. stagger these guys. Why yeah. not? It works. Um, all right, I think that's uh, that's it. Oh, Ohio State Rutgers, <sighs> that happened. We recorded on Thursday, and then uh, the Ohio State Ohio State won at the. Buzzer. I watched that live. I and watched I, uh, the whole. I, I mean, I had people texting me like, "Sorry, Mark, you know, tell Titus, I'm sorry." This is before the game yeah. was over. You know, the people were already writing. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, course. the haters were there. They were ready to jump on. Yeah. Like I had Carolina people reaching out to me. Oh, I wish Ohio State was going to stay ranked when we play them. You know, yeah. and then all of a sudn well, hit the shot. Great news. They ranked, but they moved up. Yeah, bring it on, bitch. Uh, no, you're right, man. I who, who knew there's so many rules experts out right. there? Right, uh, I can't, I can't deal with that. That's like, because uh, even in the moment when he hit the shot, I, I didn't immediately say, think to myself, "Oh, was he out of bounds?" And granted, you know, we get it. The, the rules for the reasons it makes sense, but at the same time, let it play. Uh, yeah. And the I'll, argument, I'll be, the argument was being made that uh, he stepped out of bounds on the pass by the coach, you know what I mean? By the opposing coach. A lot of people were saying, because yeah. he went right to the ref and they were like, he's arguing that, you know, da, da, da. It was like, no, he was arguing that the pass, the foot was out of bounds on the line. Not that anyone came out of bounds and hit the shots. I'm really scared to say anything because I'm going to be a hypocrite about, you know, so I don't. <laughs> it's too close. <laughs> it's too close. 
Because there's going to be another instance this year where I argue the exact opposite. Yeah, where it happens, um, it happens the other. It way. happens the other way, and I'm like, this, see, this is bullshit. Caleb Love is out of bounds. Uh, he gets the pass. But <laughs> no, I, uh, I, it, 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 I, 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 100%. And this is this is me being genuine. I did not know that that was a rule that you can't because uh, I, I can't tell you how many times you see it in basketball, Tate, where a ball it happens on the baseline, where the like a rebound happens, ball hits the rim. Bounces on the ground. There's a guy who's standing underneath out of uh, under bound, out of bounds. Does a quick like one two double tap to get in bounds and then grabs the rebound. Yeah, and it never is called. And I guess maybe that's a different situation because it's a shot. I don't. But the point is, is like I did. Like I guess I knew you can't like just blatantly run out of bounds and like do like a baseline runner where you're just yeah. like running, like football. Yeah, yeah, running into the stands with the band and then popping Sneaking out on the out. other side. Like I guess like yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, but if you put a gun to my head and ask me what the rule was, I thought if you have both feet down now, then that becomes the second question is like, did he even have both feet down? You know, then, then you, then you start getting into the screenshot pros where they're, uh, you know, yeah, they looked at, and they pixelated looked the and all that, yeah. and like all that kind of thing. Uh, anyway, I, I, uh, I don't know, man, it feels good to be hated. I will say that because if the roles are reversed, um, and, and Rutgers hits that shot. You're not here to peep from anybody. You're like, man, what a great story this Rutgers team is. You're right. And nobody's saying, like, man, I, I feel terrible for Ohio State. It feels good to be hated. That's all I'm going to say. That I means mean, that's that how you know you've arrived. Yeah, that means that you're a real top yeah. 25 program. Yeah, People but are everybody jealous. wanted to see the Buckeyes go down. I get it. I get it. You got a taste with football. We're not football, baby. We're not. I'm sorry to but say nobody, this basketball uh, program is not the football what, program. What's so sad is that they didn't even, they wouldn't even show the shot. Like, like I was watching SportsCenter after the fact and they show like the game and then they immediately go to him out of bounds and the pixelated shot. <laughs> I'm like, can you show him make the shot? Trying to take it, trying to take this moment away from this poor kid, Tanner Holden. Right. Didn't score a point the whole game. Right. Uh, was, was lighting it up at Wright State last year. Transfers to Ohio State. Isn't scoring as much as, you know, it's like been a weird year for him probably individually. Finally gets his moment. He's like, this is why I transferred here. My, my, this life decision I made makes so much sense now. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm so happy for this. I can't wait to see what the internet has to say to be like, good job, Tanner. Well done. No, just haters everywhere. dude. Everywhere. 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 That's the way it goes. So, <laughs> Congratulations to the Buckeyes, though. Number 23 in the country. You take them where you can get them, man. <laughs> I, get, I, I did love the, uh, the message the Big Ten put out, which like they thought they were helping, but all it is is twisting the knife. The Big Ten's like that was the wrong call. Rutgers should have won, and every Rutgers fan was like, "So did we win?" And they're yeah. like, "No, no, no, you didn't win. no, we will not change." <laughs> That's like the NBA. Whenever they put out the ref <laughs> yeah, report, you're, they're like, "Steph Curry traveled on the final play for the yeah. game winning three. You're like, well, so just take it away. The, just take take away the play, then, right?" They're like, "No, no, no, we're not going to do no, that. No, 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 game over. Unfortunately, the game, the game is finished." <laughs> Unfortunately, that's up. game. They cracked me up. So no, that was fun. That was a uh, that was a. Uh, I don't know. It was. It was. It was. A, this is why you watch uh, December college basketball moment though, right. for sure. This is like a, you know. Sometimes you're you're watching these. Uh, you know, Rutgers. Rutgers is a good team. They're they're a muck off team though too. They, they, they are. They are, a, they are a big time muck team. But uh, sometimes you're watching these games in December against a team that's not exactly the most glamorous, most fun, and 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 Ohio State's not playing well, and you're kind of shitting away the ending, and you're and I'm sitting on the couch just like, why do I do this to myself? You know, like as as I saw the wheels falling off. Why didn't I just turn off the TV or like go for a walk? Like, why? Why do you do this? Why? And then he hits the shot, and you're like, "I'll be damned." That's why. Yeah. And next time around, we're gonna play like shit against like Penn State at home, and I'm gonna say Tanner Holden might run out of bounds and then catch it, hit a three at the buzzer. <laughs> yeah, that's I gotta play. keep watching. Coach, run it back. <laughs> Same play. That's what we do. Shout out to uh, Holtman, by the way. Very Jay Wright reaction to the shot where right. he like didn't really do much because I think in his mind he was like, 
He was out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, that can't. Like, I saw this. That's not going to count. <laughs> no, Holman was like, that is not the play I drew up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck these kids. Not running yeah. the play I want them to run. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you think you had to run sprints? Do you think the guys had to run sprints because Holman was like, that's not what we drew up at all? That would be very, <laughs> that would be very Coach K move. I just thought it was a great moment. And it was very like a pure college basketball chaos moment. And then it just sucks that immediately because of Twitter and everything else, it was like, yeah. let's let's analyze the tape also you didn't know rule b 37 c f 2 1 that said this it is i do it's think like, oh if you're God. screenshotting i do think the rule book is like the dictionary where uh if you're screenshotting it in an argument on twitter you've already lost right whether you're right yeah. doesn't even matter anymore no, it's like it's like you're you at the point the level you're at the point that you're screenshotting and you're like arguing this out yeah. as if we're in the court of law like you've you've lost yeah you've lost your way yeah so yeah. if you're if you're screenshotting the definition of I don't know. Condescending. You're like, mm. I said the word I chose was condescending. <laughs> I did not say they are rude. I said they are condescending. Mm. It is different. There's a difference. And you're like screenshotting the the definitions and <laughs> arguments, you know. It doesn't matter if you're right. You're you've you've already lost. You're that's where that's where I was at with the rule book thing. And uh I think uh also if the rules are reversed, I'm gonna say the exact opposite. And I'm gonna say that Rutgers was out of bounds. And I, think, and I think we that's totally fair. Because that's what fandom that's is. That's what fandom is. That's what it is, baby. Um any shout outs before we go? Yeah, quick shout out to Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech won uh, in the Barclays Center against Oklahoma State this weekend. And uh, we talked about it on our it's show. It's a doubleheader with the Maryland Tennessee, right? Yeah, was the exactly. First game. It was yeah. the first game. Um, so, anyways, Virginia Tech uh, is a team that now ranked in the top 25. I think they should have been in the top 25. So, I'm happy to see that. Shout out to Mr. November getting the wins. But also, we talked about MSG. Who owns MSG? We have gotten the people riled up online. Uh, Villanova fans are attacking Kentu Connecticut fans. Uh, there, there's been some Kentucky fans jumping in saying they actually own MSG uh, mm. the, 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 because of all the Knicks players, I guess, that played at Kentucky. Right. Okay. Um, and that that connection, I have no idea how that works. But the, a lot of conversation about who owns MSG. I'm going to leave that to the side because I don't care. Who owns Barclays Center? Because it's not the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Um, and after Virginia Tech beat Coach K in the ACC Tournament Championship last year, um, famously did not beat anybody else on the way, just were in the championship game and beat Coach K in that championship game. I think they might own Barclays Center. I think, Virginia it might, Tech. I think it's Virginia Tech building. That's a great so call. So I want to yeah. put that. Great I want to put that. Virginia Tech is Barclays Center. Or Jay-Z. Ooh. <laughs> I don't or, know. I don't know. Uh, who else could even be in the running? Nobody, because everyone yeah. is like, it's very uh, flavor of the month, is what yeah. I would say, who owns the Barclays Center, right? It's ever, who's ever hot at the moment yeah. owns the Barclays Center. It's Virginia Tech. Right, right now, it's, it's the Hokies. Virginia Tech. So there you go. Shout out to the Hokies. Uh, I want to shout out, did I have shout out? Oh, uh, uh, Rick Pitino to Georgetown. I, I, I was oh. thinking about that the other day. I, I typed that out and hit send on a um, text to somebody. I just put Patino to Georgetown hit send. I just want to see what it looked like. I just wanted to see. And I think it... It looks good. I need to Photoshop it, I think. I, I think I need to... Um, my Photoshop skills, dude. I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but holy shit, dude. <laughs> you're, I'm, like, you're, I'm, I'm in the zone. Are you better than Jim at this I, point? I, I'm one of the ones right now for Photoshop. <laughs> I really am. Like, I'm seeing the ball so well. Tipton edits. Yeah. Watch out. Dude, I'm seeing the ball Titus so edits. well. I'm fucking... <laughs> I'm raking right now with the Photoshop. Right. Uh, I did one to you, dude. You, yeah, you fell victim to it. That's yeah. what I, I'm doing. Friendly you're, fire. Dude. I never know when you're online. I'm just. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I do that too. Like I'll just like log off for like three days, and then suddenly I pop up and I'm just like making like, photoshops. Oh, Titus is online. He's back. <laughs> oh shit! He's back. <laughs> I did a. I, I'm on. I'm on the my phone last night uh, watching the Chargers game, and uh, 
What a game for my Chargers. Gottlieb tweets a picture that he's at the game, and then you tweet. I a hate video. the Gottlieb. <laughs> is, is Gottlieb a season ticket holder? Because that's the difference. That's that's a different level. And I didn't mean for it to be that mean, dude. But I put your head on Gottlieb's kid, and then yeah. tweeted it at you. Yeah. And I thought it was like a ha ha kind of funny thing. No. But I had people react, and they were like, "Dude, that's vicious what you just did to Tate." And yeah. I was like. I guess it was. And I was double checking. And then I was like, I don't want to delete it. And then I was like, should I reach out to you? So I'm sorry, buddy. I'm, it's, I'm it's all right. It's more just like, I don't want people to think Doug's my dad. You know, <laughs> Doug is not my dad. I just want to put that on the record. No, man. I'm just like, I did this Photoshop. I've, uh, I've, <laughs> you've, you've, you've gotten I'm, lost. I'm, I'm a sauce. loose cannon, man. I really am. And I'm just, I'm sorry. I, it's, I, I, it's, I just want to apologize. Right. I, I didn't mean for you to fall victim. You fell under the crosshairs accidentally. <laughs> but uh, I got to work on a uh, Rick Patino to Georgetown Photoshop. Apologies to Louisville people. It's I, over. I'm trying to meme him to Louisville. I am. But at the same time, I'm just trying to, if, if I'm being completely honest, I'm just trying to meme Rick back to prominence. I'm trying yeah. to meme Rick back to a program that he can win a national title at. and. I don't know. I think Georgetown's one of them. And a perfect example of why we have to do this is uh, our friend Parker, CBK Report. He just is just shooting out memes, right? And he's just like asking questions. And uh, he one of the ones I just saw right now, uh, best coaches of the decade in college basketball. He has five on the list. He okay, has, let me guess. Uh, Jay Wright. Jay Wright, yes. Um, Tony Bennett. Yes. Uh, Roy Williams. Yes. He probably could put Coach K on there. Yes. And then the fifth one has to be Rick Pitino. John Calipari. Parker, buddy. Parker. Parker. And that, and that is why the meme Parker. matters, because we have to put Rick Pitino. We have to get not only the, the 2013 banner back, but we have to get Rick Pitino back in the zeitgeist. We have to get people to Park, understand. Like, and also, Parker, like, I thought you're supposed to be the chosen one, dude. Like, yeah. this is a great opportunity to throw Chris Beard on there. And then right. just, like, step back. Today. And, like, let the, yeah, today. <laughs> Or like Jawan Howard, and then step back and like let chaos unfold. You know, like I thought right. you were the troll god. Right. No, oh th my god. Th this is too straight. This, this is too. Is, yeah. This is too like. If you're uh, gonna play it straight, you got to be right. Right. If you're gonna be wrong, be hilarious. Be, be hilarious. Right. That, those be, are the rules, dude. Let's make that shirt. If you're gonna be wrong, be hilarious. <laughs> um, Rick Pitino to Texas. Oof. Oof. Rick Pitino to Texas. I, I don't even... I Does said, it sound right? Before the Madison Square Garden, Illinois game, I said to you, <laughs> I said to you, Texas, it's it's a little too good to be true, I know. right? Icarus. And, and, and sometimes those things happen. But also, Illinois is another... They have their own problem. <laughs> Brad Underwood? <laughs> like, what happened in Madison Square Garden? Uh, both of those teams not, have imploded. Illinois is Illinois, dude. Illinois is nothing will... <laughs> Yeah, that, that doesn't. That's, that, that's what I was. That's the point I was trying to make about Illinois last time we were talking about it. Was like that's just who Illinois is. Is it's gonna be a lot of farts, and a lot of. <laughs> Coach, what do you think about Terry Shannon's leadership? <laughs> He's got to get the uh, Leslie Nielsen fart machine, <laughs> right? Brad Underwood's got to get one of those. Oh and, man, put that to use. I thought that was great. Shout uh, out to Brad Underwood. Rick Pitino to Texas might be if Rick Pitino and Matthew McConaughey have their sights set on the same woman at a bar. Who's Ooh, going home with her? Both. <laughs> <laughs> a little devil's threesome situation <laughs> yeah. rick, rick patino is not going to go to a public school that's what i've been told by my sources he will not the next job will not be at a public school. georgetown so rick georgetown, georgetown is why i think list. you have a real chance yeah sorry louisville and also i um, heard through the grapevine that louisville will not fire kenny Payne no matter what at the end of this year by the way really yeah that's what i was told god dude I'm sorry, Louisville. Right. Uh, but that's what that's what goes back to what Rutherford was saying is I think you're just hoping he gets the message. I think you got to like, how do you, th this is a fascinating <laughs> series that I would love to see is like, uh, 
um, the behind the scenes of like Louisville people just treating Kenny Payne slightly like shit. Like, don't be evil to him. He's not a mm-hmm. bad guy. He's a good guy. He's you, a good don't, guy. you don't want to like very good guy. You don't want to like fucking like graffiti his house and say, no. you know, get out of here and like, you know, you don't want to vandalize his, his shit and like <laughs> make his life like you don't want to be God, actually no. mean. But at the same time, is there a way you can make him slightly uncomfortable at all times? Be, like passive aggressive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is there a way to like be slightly passive aggressive towards Kenny Payne to where he comes to his own conclusion where he's like, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. But you, you don't want to piss him off because he's not a bad person. You don't want to, you know what no, I mean? No, he's a good person. So finding that line, I would be fascinated at like a YouTube series. That's content, dude. It's like, like maybe Rutherford should do that. It's like, I'm, I'm today I'm going to, I don't even know what he could do. He should just he should just tweet every day how many days it's been since their last win. Yeah. And then and he but he tags at Kenny Payne. Yeah. So every day on social media, Louisville basketball social media guy is like, it's been this many days, coach. I would see I was thinking like Kenny Payne takes his 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 new suit he bought to his tailor Mm -hmm. and the tailor makes like one leg like two inches longer than the other. Wow. He's like It's like subtle things. Yeah, it's like shots. that. Yeah. And then Kenny Payne's like, damn, dude, I used to like this tailor, but like, I don't think this tailor is the anymore. His parking spot gets yeah, moved. His car- yes. His parking spots move slightly and it's yeah. a little inconvenient. It's yeah. a compact spot now. Yeah. Yes. He's got to like, yes. every time he gets out of his car, he's got to suck in his stomach to like get <laughs> yeah. through the, yeah. you know? He's like, I don't want to do this. And we, we do stuff like that to him mm-hmm. where he just slowly is like, life has gotten a little harder in Louisville. I don't Maybe like I should, it. I don't like it. I should go back to I the Knicks. I should go back to the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> and then Louisville owns the Knicks. Yeah, like his favorite, his favorite sandwich shop. Like they, they, I don't know. They I don't, again. You're, I'm not asking you to spit in his food. No, I'm just asking you to. He doesn't like onions. Make it and off you a keep putting onions. You, you on make the like sandwich. a little bit. Yeah, there's like one or two onions on there. It's like yeah. I don't know how those got in there, Coach. Pickles. I'm sorry. You just put pickles on there. You, you put pickles like. on the sandwich, and then he goes, "I didn't want pickles." And instead of making a new sandwich, you take the pickles off, put the bun back on, mm-hmm. but it has so, pickle juice. It on still it. tastes like pickle juice. Yeah. So you solved the problem, and you've helped him, but technically. He's like still tasting the pickle. Yeah, and he's like, so he, I, he's like, I wish pickles never touched this bread. These are genius ideas. Dude. That's how you. Get, that's how you run Kenny <laughs> Payne out of town. <laughs> it's got to be kind because he's a good guy. But yeah, I mean, something has to give at some point. Um, I think that's it. I don't know if I had any other shout outs. Is that I'm, all you got? I, I think that's all I got. I, you got anything, Tyler? You, you, you uh, sit over I was there. Gonna say so you got to give Kenny Payne some more time to hit rock bottom. How can you expect them to get better until they've officially hit rock yeah, bottom? Yeah, how long? Uh, we should do that. We should keep up. Like when did like when? What is rock bottom? Is this you rock know? bottom? Yeah, is this yeah. rock bottom? Right. And the answer is always no. And it's like you just keep adding bullet <laughs> points, worse. right? Like loses the Florida A and M by seventeen at home. You know that's the next <laughs> one coming up. I do have a shout out though. Okay, Please. go ahead. Bryce James uh, signed with Clutch Sports today, taking a page out of the Brad Calipari earn not given playbook. Uh, congrats to Bryce. You might have heard of his dad. He had a cameo in the movie Trainwreck. <laughs> Future Buckeye Bryce James. Wow. Yeah, is Bronny on the hot seat? Is everyone just? I don't we, think yeah. Bronny has a deal with Clutch. Was that right. same about him? There That's a you go. Point. Yeah. Well, I guess they think Bryce is an NBA talent, so they they have they've let Bronny sign with Nike and be a college NIL kid, but Bryce is for the NBA. Should we at Madison Square Garden? We're gonna have press passes. We can go to the uh, the post game press conference. Should we ask? Chris Holtman instead about of Brownie. instead of you doing the message to the haters <laughs> to Holtman because uh, you already did it in Maui. Yeah, um, he's already had he's we, already had a message. Maybe we save that for if one of the other coaches wins. You know, whoever whoever wins the UCLA Kentucky game that could be that could play actually because Calipari because they both were you know they they both have hit a speed bump at some point this season. Then you say message to the haters. Are you back? Um, I ask Holt if if Ohio State beats North Carolina. I asked Colt, like, is this 
is this a big step in the Bronny James recruitment? Like, do you think a, a commitment is, mm, is, is imminent. imminent now? Yeah. Like, now that you beat Make North sure Carolina, you say imminent. Is, is the commitment imminent, coach? Yeah. That's all you have to say. And then watch him squirm. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> it's like, damn it, Mark. It's a personal plea to me. He's like, I've been nothing but nice to you. Yeah. Why would you He's do like, Mark, this why are you asking me that? We just had, we just had a nice win. <laughs> um, Good, good shout out, Tyler. That was, that was well done. Shout out to Bryce uh, James. All right. I think that's it. It's better um, than Jim going, no. No, no. Tyler, you want Jim's job? Just Jim's on the call, warm. by the way. I, I, I found out last week. Jim, Jim, text, Jim, are you here? Can you talk? You, would, would you? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Can Can the people hear you when you talk? <laughs> are you mic'd up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Do you know Tyler's from Louisville, by the way? He didn't bring that up. Oh, really? Oh. He's got the inside info. Yeah, wait, you didn't know that? I didn't know that, Tyler. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm from Louisville. Oh. So is it funny to you, Tyler? So you, oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting. Like, I don't have any allegiance to Louisville or Kentucky because I moved there uh, when I was in middle school, but I'm rooting for Louisville to go 1 in 31 mm. with that one win over Kentucky. That's, that's like I, the that's, perfect scenario for me. And I think, honestly, their fan base. Like, if you were to ask a Louisville fan at this point, would you rather go 10 and yeah. 22 or 1 in 31, but that one win is over UK? That's something that you can have. You can hold on to that for a really long time. Right. Our worst team in history beat you guys. That's, yeah. why, that's why Tyler's on the show, though. Yeah. I mean, like that, this guy that's gets content. It. That's content right there. That's the best yeah. content you could ask for. It's right. one in 31. That's the win over Kentucky. And how can Cal answer for that? He can't. Yeah. Jim, do you have a shout out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And that's the perfect place to end. Well done. Uh, all right, that's it. Uh, that's the show. Uh, fun weekend coming up. We have one more show before the weekend. Uh, we, are, we are going to do a show uh, Thursday. Um, yeah, Bama-Memphis game. Uh, we got we yeah. got uh, Maryland-UCLA. Mm -hmm. uh, some other games to uh, keep an eye on, so we will certainly do that. But uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you then. Thanks.